on to our first segment for today, which is, I've got some bad news, guys. I don't know if you followed the news, but unfortunately, and this is generally bad news, Julian Assange's extradition to the U.S. has been approved by a U.K. high court. Shit. So now he's going, and, and there's, you know, okay, Barnaby this is even Joyce more came serious. out against it? Well, and apparently there's news that he suffered a stroke in prison after Shh. hearing this. It's all over. Shouldn't what have started. Stressful. Like, Dude, people think I'm a goblin. That guy Dude. never went out of his apartment for four years. He was a pale yeah. man. Well, he never should have started Wikipedia. <laughs> He's got no one to blame but himself. It's <laughs> Wikipedia. <Inventor of> Wikipedia. <laughs> all that free information doesn't come free, Ali. There's a yeah. donate button for a reason. Well, and, and all right, that's the pod, guys. Uh, Thanks a lot. It's stressful getting all the facts right. <laughs> and just so you, and just because I was, <laughs> no, no, I was. You guys laughing. are laughing too much I about should, this. I, know, I shouldn't be laughing. You get into this because, look, the only reason I'd want to see him is like, how are you so pale? Are you a ghost? But everything other than that, it's like, no, let him, let him be free. You know? Yeah. Look, so I was following the court case and the nitty gritties of uh, the extradition process and how it's going to go about. Unfortunately, and he had to, I have to break it to you, we also have signed an extradition treaty which allows quick extradition of people to different countries. The only requirements are that whatever crime that he has been charged of in the country, the foreign country where he's supposed to be extradited to, needs to be a crime in your country as well. So let's say Saudi Arabia wants to extradite a Saudi national because he was, in, he was gay. We have the right not to extradite him because being gay in Australia is not illegal. But if it was, then we have to. The other reason that you can stop someone from being extradited is double jeopardy, which is that uh, you the, the concept that you can't be punished for the same crime twice. Other than that, it's fair game. So initially in the lower courts, the UK court, one of the judge actually tried to stop this. And you can see where their sympathy was by saying that the Swedish government extradition request cannot be fulfilled because their uh, charge sheet against uh, Julian Assange was not based on evidence that they've collected to charge him, but based on suspicion that he has committed a crime. Anyways, that because the US did not, US wanted him at any cost, they initially first wanted to get him back to Sweden and then to the US. Um, they eventually sort of like went through this. The higher court said that, nah, that's not a reasonable ground. So now the only thing that the British government was, the British courts were left with was that it's not safe for him to go to the United States because he would suffer torture uh, because of the nature of his crimes, which was what exactly releasing classified information. That was his crimes. But it yeah. wasn't the thing that the other nerd did much worse. The guy with the glasses who went on fucking Joe Rogan. when his crimes considered... Snowden. Yeah, wasn't Stone and so releasing uh, like military information, classified. That's military. actually the the basis of defense, or at least was the basis of defense. So what uh, advocates for Julian Assange were arguing is that there's two steps usually to release classified information. One is someone that steals the classified information itself. So that's like Edward Stone, someone that works at the NSA or some so, kind of thing. Yeah. And so that's the crime. The other thing is you give it to a journalist that publishes it. So the second step is protected in law that a, a journalist after doing their research releases information 
is not a crime. The crime is by the person who stole the data in the first place. Right. Now, Assange didn't actually steal the data. It was, it was out there. It was, he, he was given the data. Uh, and that was the defense that we were going with. And we basically, not we, the advocates for Assange were going with, but the U.S. basically strong-armed that argument. And they said, no, this crime applies to Julian Assange because he's not a traditional journalist and his entire enterprise was based on this. It wasn't based on just releasing information. Anyways, uh, the last thing that was left was, the last straw was that he'd be unsafe in the U.S. because of the nature of the crimes. And unfortunately, the high court judge, she, was, she wasn't very sympathetic towards it. And she said, uh, and Biden government sort of gave them assurances saying, we won't torture him. So you send thought, him, and now he's going to be extra. Do you think Biden, obviously Biden, I would assume, wouldn't be as harsh on him as Trump would? Man, he, the thing about this stuff is, miss... It's out of Biden's hands. It's just... The, it's it's the, the, the penalties are harsh. It's really dystopic if you release state... Um, if you release state secrets like what this. exactly, dude? Did he just release Zeitgeist the movie? Is that all he did? Over and over <laughs> again. But wasn't that all he did? Was sort of, wasn't wasn't the shitty leak was sort of like, did you know that they have those jets that are like pointy and shit? No, I didn't. No, they had. Wait, more. They they. Hold on. Did you know that it, September 11 there was like more than two bombs? <gasps> Shit, isn't that it? <laughs> no, it was more than that. Actually, that's the that's the reason the U.S. claims that Julian Assange did commit crimes because what Julian? <laughs> Are you fucking covering for him? No, I'm not covering. I'm just telling you the the legal background of this case. No, I just want to know the exact documents that he released. So he released one of the many. big, one of the many. It was releasing thousands okay, of documents. Fine. The most great, the, the most... The one that made the most news was they showed a video of a chopper, an American chopper oh, that shooting was shooting civilians. random people, even though the guy who was saying, who was about to shoot was like, I have apprehensions that these guys are not uh, but surely, terrorists. But they were like, just yes, do it. But surely everyone on earth bar the military industrial complex would see that and go... Thank God, Assange, Assange released. Yes, yes, but that's what the U.S. the U.S. says. This is their this is their way of justifying the arrest because that in the court of public opinion, people would be like, "I'm glad he released that," and that's what we say too. But the Americans say that by releasing this information, you have compromised. No, you, well, that that's actually their internal dialogue. But on the surface, they say you have compromised identities of actual people that work for the U.S. Uh. government. Uh, that are in, uh, and you've blown their cover, and that could get them killed, and that's the crime. Just give them a fake mustache when they walk around in DC. Yeah, but either way, I look, should really represent him, dude. Fuck. It is. It's. <laughs> I think you should too. You would have got him off. Easy. Look, that's brutal. I think it's one of these things where it was inevitable. I know it's an uproar, but. If the U.S. wants someone, mm. they're going to get him. Yeah, I get that. You know, like, I don't understand what all this false hope was about. I don't even know why they bothered with the defense. They should have just saved the money and then just kept WikiLeaks going while he wasn't there and just chucked it all in but donations. Wait a second. Well, the hope the was that it's such a high-profile case because this sort of stuff happens to normal people that goes unnoticed. Like, the U.S. is yeah. really famous for strong-arming nations, particularly weaker third-world countries, but to just basically... Uh, pick up whatever uh, whatever people that they have suspicions of committing some they, kind of crime. So they're, but they can't they're really harsh. They can't get. They haven't been been able to get Snowden out of Russia. 
Well, because yeah, Snowden Russia. luckily is in why. Russia and not England. So that's the only reason Russia. Yeah, Russia's the only country that's like, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, there's other countries that would be like, fuck you, but Russia's a good one to have because yeah. it's got nukes. So what are you going to do? And yeah. also on top of that, they hate the US. And while we're on the topic of Snowden, Snowden's only demand for coming back to the US is that I want my uh, court case to be heard in front of a jury. That's all he wants, either. and he's not getting that's the it. Same It'll as be a military uh, tribunal. Yeah, that's what they're going to try and for. Sure. And it has, and those are draconian. There's very little. When once you're in like a civilian court, you have protections, but when you're in those military courts, what you're the fuck's screwed. A military court. And Julian Assange has it worse <laughs> because at least with Snowden, the thing happened with what's her name, um, Chelsea Manning. She was also like Snowden. And what they usually do is they'll get you, they'll charge you with obscene, intense stuff. They'll sentence you for life imprisonment. But if you are American and if they see that you're repenting, then they'll the, you'll get a presidential pardon. That's what happened with Chelsea Manning where Obama gave her a presidential pardon. I suspect that could also happen with Snowden if he comes back. No. He'll probably spend a few years in jail. And then he would be released. But I don't know about Julian Assange because Julian Assange is not American. Un he's Unfortunately for that poor bastard, he's Australian and we don't care. We care. I mean, Barnaby we Joyce care. Cares. Barnaby Joyce, Joyce cares. cares. The only sane one in office. Hey, what about... Family man. What about Craig Kelly? <laughs> I stand corrected. There's two voices of reason that's there. That's right. Well, that's an interesting one. He cares about free speech. Why isn't he talking about it? That's a good point. Thing is, I think that this is one of those. Who was that girl that was the first suicide bomber that's a hero in Iran now? I don't know her name, but you know who I'm talking about. I, don't know. I really think that that's. I all think we she was Tamil. For I think, look, this is going to go that way. But what he has set up is an institution that will change the trajectory of history, which is what very few people should do. So really what I'm saying is there should just be a bunch of inner city murals of that man instead of that Turk, that, and then they just say Aussie <laughs> on the side. Right? I, I think that that's all you can hope for at this point, and I think that that's what's happened to him. So that's in a way, even though he's going to have a horrible life, he's done something that very few people will achieve, which is that martyr. he is a martyr in the holy yeah. war. Martyrdom. I was really. And I think we should pay the respects for that. He's done, and he was well aware of the consequences of what he was doing. Yeah, yeah that's you know? true. That's true. I don't know. So, I don't know. If, if I were Julian Assange, I'd kind of go to my cell happy. But then again, I just like being in yeah, prison. Yeah, I, so I, know, I know you I would. I am that guy. What's that guy that just lubes himself up in butter and is just like, right, let's have it out, lads. Charles. That's it. He should just get really buff, <laughs> put himself in butter and beat up some US Marshals. Charles Bronson. Now that you've said that, I'm sorry, but I'm reading this. I, I, I'm doing it. Okay. This is, I'll, I'll show Ali. I probably already have, but. Uh. <laughs> is it, isn't this, okay, sorry. what a genius. Uh, he's been in prison for 30 years. He's never killed anyone. He's, the reason he's been in prison so long is because he just has a penchant for beating up prison guards. <laughs> and his tactic was to just get his inmate to just go, go be like, get that stick of butter. And he's like, what? Get that stick of butter. And he's like, what? He's like, put it on me ass. Leave it up. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Right over the man. He's right there. Right, now call in the prisoners. Let's have it out. And then he just beat up prison guards and they couldn't get him because he was so buttery. <laughs> <laughs> he's still in prison to this day. Because he's what? Because he's still lubed. 
he just keeps getting up to mischief. <laughs> Uh, and how good is this? How can you get up to mischief and and still be as into fighting as Spanion was when he was fifteen and pumped with testosterone? When you're seventy, I know. What it's a amazing. man! Amazing. amazing. He also had many roof protests. He, has, he holds a record in England for climbing up onto prison roofs and throwing tiles and be like, "I want better food. <laughs> food is shit. <laughs> fucking shit. Grabby food. I want my fucking, want my fucking apple pie and cream." <laughs> Well, I can't. Can you blame him? No. British food, shit in itself. Can in you imagine prison. British prison food? But I just think that this is my this is my masterwork. I'm not going to be able to show the camera. I'll give it to Jordan. But so someone, I have this weird phenomenon that's happening to me where complete strangers from all walks of life, from all across the globe, message me on WhatsApp as if there's someone I know. And they're at I person. never thought you'd be on WhatsApp. Yeah. What do you mean? Got to keep the government off my back. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you choose the most common platform there is. And when you're saying all walks of life, you really are just talking about Asians from different countries. More or less. That's all. But I've, I've WhatsApp is just for Asians. I don't think you're the only that? white man on earth that's on well, WhatsApp. Well, yeah. Americans and uh, Australians are not into WhatsApp, but oh. British people are. They're yeah. all about WhatsApp. Okay, I didn't know that. It is Europeans in general. Actually, all of the world, except for US and uh, Australia, I think. So check this out. I get a message from a Chinese, I assume, millionaire. said, hello, Saif. Please send me the jewelry market research form in Dubai. To which I sent back, hey! <laughs> <laughs> Can you show the camera? <laughs> well, first enlarge it at no, least. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Charles Bronson's book. Uh, oh, there we go. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, while you're there, while you're there, do your best impression of him. <laughs> Free Charles Bronson. Why wasn't his book it, called Lube Me Up? <laughs> it's really funny because it's funny you say that because there is a whole chapter on how to grow your cock size naturally, yeah? He's a very creative man. I'll get what, what's his advice? Just out of curiosity. It's some weird shit like, right, what you want to do is, it's, it's dude, his whole book. First of all, the book is called Charles Bronson, Solitary Fitness. Quote, on the front cover, you don't need a fancy gym or expensive gear to... <laughs> to <laughs> fuck, I can't open it. You don't, need a, you don't need a fancy gym or expensive gear to be fit like me. Um, and his all of his advice is just sort of like weird shit like, right, get your tin of beans and mash, uh, fucking, you know, it's bubble and squeak. And this is the important thing. Everyone eats two two pieces of bubble, squeak and, and mash and beans for their brekkie, yeah? You're having four. Your stiffy will be like an elephant's trunk. <laughs> He's also got a DIY enema. And it's seriously like... Pop your bum over some lick, uh, a, a pot of warm water. You shack it up. And, and then literally one of the quotes is like, it's easier and cheaper than the enemies you get for the doctor. One time I went to the doctor and he put his finger up my bum and I said, never again for me, mate. <laughs> I'm going to find you that book. I'm buying that book. Fuck your fucking political shit. I'm really impressed that he's got such anus control. How do you <laughs> suck things up your warm butt? Warm water. 
I mean, it, well, it's there's worse things to put up your anus, but dude, dude, it was a bestseller. How is this not a pre-show segment? Sorry, how isn't it? How, how isn't this an about? up late segment? Yeah, that's yeah, probably yeah, a probably more probably appropriate. More. <laughs> anyway, consult your library if you want more information on Charles Bronson. Yeah, I know, Miss Love. We're does. gonna deep. We're gonna go deep. We're gonna do a deep dive into that on the up late. But okay, second segment. Um, and this is the one that we got a lot of comments on Twitch for us to talk about. So recently, Josh Frydenberg released this proposal that he's gonna uh, he's gonna add about a hundred and twenty thousand extra, hundred and sixty thousand new migrants each year on top of the quota that we already have. So we're looking at about close to three hundred thousand migrants a year. Your heaven, yeah. No, no, my well, look. Small Australia compared to Pakistan. This, this, this is this is my look. Uh, Ali's population question. I was I was actually talking to Miss Love. The more I sort of understand the Australian society, the more I realize that Australians are not too keen on immig- immigration. However, saying that, I think that this actually makes sense. So the reason why Albanese is against this is not because he's anti-immigration. He's saying that that should be part of the mix. But what he's saying is to, on one hand, you deprive TAFE and all public education from any kind of funding. And then you complain about there's a skill shortage and you want to attract more migrants. So he's saying you're getting this wrong. You have enough people, you have around 2 million Australians that are either uh, unemployed or underemployed, and you need to be focusing on giving them the skills to fill, fulfill those job demands before you come up with plans of attracting an extra 200,000 immigrants a year. And I think that even as a big Australia proponent or whatever, I think that's a, that's a reasonable thing to say. What a great slogan for the next election. Australia first. Yeah, that is so, Australia first. Yeah, fucking. Well, yeah. he's... Absolutely right. Like, as you were saying off air, this is game, set, match. If he's able to send that message out to the public, which is exactly what you should be doing, by the way, every... It's Christmas time. You are going to be meeting all your old <laughs> And before they shuffle off to heaven, which is their bingo night at retirement home, they're never going to die, definitely. Uh, you tell them that. You tell them in their dementia stupor that... Anthony Albanese hates immigrants. They shuffle, That's what you tell they them. they shuffle off to the big RSL in the sky. Yeah. Uh, he or the big one in Smithfield, whichever either one. Either way. He doesn't hate immigrants because that's the sort of stuff that gives ammunition to the Greens. Now that it comes to the Twitch guy who keeps saying this, the Greens are criticizing Albanese for this. And the worst yeah. case scenario is, dude, remember what happened with, uh, what was his name? Michael Daly? Mm. Remember his thing? And then he had to like resign? Yeah. You've got, you've got, it's a... Politics is a crazy game. You heard it first, people, right here. No, he's obviously said it a lot more tactfully, but you say that to your oldies. You say to anybody else... uh, You can't convince those rusted on, you reckon, what, 70 fucking years? And just being like, you know what I think? Here's an opinion of a teenager. You think that's going to fucking work? I think it does, because you just think the way they think. And then you tell them the policies because they've if just never tactical, heard if, Labor's if, policies, if but they it, agree with them. That's true. If you do it tactically, 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 tactfully, then, yeah. tactfully, then you're good. I think, I think he's won. 
I this shit. is just a ma- matter of getting that message out. What This is what Scott Morrison is running on. I'm going to get rid of your free speech and I'm going to get immigrants to replace you in the workforce. Mm. If we can't win this election, which one can we win? It, it's hard. It's hard for me. I'm always like, there's always this like uh, sort of dark, the downside of if Labor ever get in, which is like, yay. But like I know my mum's health will go down. She'll be like, Oh, the communists are in. And it's like, oh, God, can I just have it all? Can I have my cake and eat it too, you know? You know what's weird about this? Like, the the solution to this problem actually addresses another problem. So instead of just, like, you know, finding the easy way out where you get, like, ready-made people that have the skills from India and, and other countries you've got a university system which is broken at the moment because of lack of international students where they don't have funding. So you can kill two birds with one stone. You can set up university programs that are funded directly by the government that address specifically the sort of skill shortages that we are facing. That way universities get money and it also addresses the problem of skill shortages in the first place. It's really the, the easiest and laziest solution to that is why don't we just get a few people from overseas that can do it? Yeah, they'll solve the issue, but it's going to create more problems. Just find the you. Ha- sometimes you've got to choose the difficult option, which is you've got to train your people. You, it's so fucked that that's a difficult option. Australians. Are it so is a difficult lazy. option because there's a year, there's a lag. The way Josh Frydenberg looks at it, yeah, that might solve the problem, but how do I? sort of demonstrate a rebounding of the economy for the next year or two. And he's right. He's probably not going to be able to show it immediately. No, but it's going to be in five years or six years, you're going to have sustainable skills uh, shortage issues resolved. Yeah, but it's it well, and even if it's not resolved, let's say you fix half of the issue, right? There's going to be a lot of people that don't want to do it. Then you can reduce the 160,000 number to maybe 30, 40,000 number. That's worth doing. Mm. So I think Albanese just keeping aside the election point of view, which I, I agree with oh, you, is a very shit. good thing. Sorry, I need to interrupt. Uh, the portrait artist is on right now. Uh, t- her name is Tej. That's how it's spelled. Tej. Yeah, but with lots of letters like Tej. Page. Page. Uh, thank you, Tej. Anyway, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, asking about it. Uh, sorry. Thank you. She said thank you. Thank you. Uh, I think did you They're delete? I think lovely. she. I think she deleted her Instagram, so we can't even shout it out. Go and check her out. Art out in your mind. Is she one of these Gen Z paranoids of? Oh my god. Yeah, Tash. Did you? Were you over Insta or what happened? Because uh, and we, are we. By the way, we planned to do this a long time ago, but we're pretty slow here at Friendly. Gen and can Z. I can I address this one point, and Tash. then you guys can take yeah. over? Charles E. Man says. Is Ali talking about outsourcing and the negative impacts of it? Yeah, because on, otherwise, he just sounds like an immigrant who wants to close the close the door <laughs> behind him and exclude the rest. First and of all, I'm not I'm not talking about outsourcing. So outsourcing is when you basically just uh, you've got an issue. Let's say there's more people. T- most Australians don't want to do call center work, so they just outsource it to Fiji, where you've got people living in Fiji that fulfill that job. That's not what I'm talking about. Although that in itself has certain issues, but that I understand. I'm talking about like uh, the permanent residents uh, coming to Australia under skilled migration. And I am not against it, but I just don't think that every issue that your economy faces 
can be addressed by that. That's a very temporary measure because then what you have is, look, I like immigrants. As you, these guys were talking about, like, I'm up for big Australia, but I want to do it in the right way. You're just going to stack people, immigrants, into urban centers because that's where most of these jobs are going to be. They're going to be, the housing is already going off the hook. These people would, they're not going to live on the street. They're going to need houses and they would deserve it at that point. You're not going to, and the infrastructure spending does not meet the requirements of the immigration influx. You, immigration is really, really good and it helps societies, but it should be done in a sustainable way. And it should not be used as like that one trump card that you always have to fix any kind of uh, uh, GDP decline. It fixes it, but it also creates other problems. So, immigration, I'm not saying that you halt immigration. These, this 160,000 is on top of 200,000 a year. So we're looking at 360,000. I'm saying you stick to 200,000 people. You don't add these 160,000 and you just spend some extra money on retraining Australians. Uh, it's, uh, it's, I, I, I am an immigrant. Like I'm not, I wasn't even born in this country. I'm straight up an immigrant. So I am sure. not against immigration, but I, I'm against just this, this kind of immigration where there's, further resentment for young and older people in Australia that look at their life circumstances declining and they see new people coming in that would have really good jobs. And that, and there, there's a reason why they would have good jobs because they have the skills that you don't, but then we have an added responsibility on making sure that people living here also have skills where they can increase their wages. Things aren't looking good, man. We were talking about housing affordability in the pre-show, and I was looking at the stats by Greg Jericho today, where in the last, uh, from 2003 onwards, housing prices have risen by 80% and wages have risen by 15 to 16%. That's Skipping, not a normal figure. Going. Get you it go to hundred percent and get the wage down to American lowest. Like, like, like. Let's let's just let's go. I want Mad Max to be a reality. Oh, they don't need your advice to do that, Muse. Well, look, That's I've seen policy. I've seen Mad Max. I want to live it. All right. There's other things that are depriving <laughs> us, but <laughs> yeah. the houses. I mean, you do have the guitar skills to be that guy <laughs> in the front of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> and let's be honest, you would uh, blind yourself. <laughs> To be that. You've got the head for it. All you need to be is just a lot more pale, despite the fact that you are constantly outside in an environment that I assume has no ozone layer. Yeah. I don't know how he was as white as Julian Assange, but here we are. <laughs> no, nah, look, I'm obviously joking. Bring it down, you tricky but what, what, what do you, what do you What do you guys say to the people that think that we're just shitting on immigrants? I am. Ali isn't. But, yeah, but Jordan, too. you Miss say that. Doubly so. Again, here's the other thing. Well, I'm not going to talk about mislove in this scenario, but no, Jordan, Jordan, like, he's open, he's like, he's saying all of this, but he actually really likes immigrants. His, his best friend's one, his girlfriend is one. I suppose she's not an immigrant. Actually, no, she was. She is an immigrant. She is an immigrant. Straight up. Oh, yeah, and she's a refugee. refugee. She's a refugee. And, and you're a poser, Ali. I'm a poser. You are a poser. You came over in a plane. Shame on you. Yeah. yeah. I don't we know. You came on chains. Bro. Yeah. You didn't actually. No, no, no. I, I came from a plane. You're an immigrant as well. I, came... <laughs> I was born in Sydney. Yeah, that comment of uh, closing the door behind you does not apply to Ali. It does, however, apply to this man. What do you mean? Oh, right, the door behind yeah, you. Yeah, you're just like, all right, yeah. I mean, out you get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kicking down the ladder. Shameful. I Look, was born here. It's 
It's not that I don't like them. And it's definitely true. I do like immigrants a lot. I love immigrants. You know what else I like, though? More than immigrants, more than humans, koalas. <laughs> and they just fuck them up. I'm sorry. There's just it's people 15 fuck million them up. People, people, too many already. Huh? Yeah, we all fuck them up. Yeah, but if we just had a population of 10 to 15 million, don't give me this, oh, it's not sustainable. I'll tell you what's not sustainable. Can't have jobs on a dead planet, man. Yeah, I mean, peace I'm just thinking love, it from man. the hippie perspective. No, I get it. And, like, I get... It's not just immigration. If you're talking about the environment, it's not just immigration. It's infrastructure. It's housing. It's, like, it's how you set up societies. Like you were saying, where, where, where populations live... Are they forever expanding? Like, oh, that's a national park? We'll just bulldoze it. Like, there's a lot of elements here. Mm. Look, I'm going to say something very We've got a video coming out tomorrow. I'll say... Sorry, go on. Yeah, we've got a video coming out tomorrow. Last healthy population of koalas in New South Wales getting bulldozed that's so that they can build apartments for exactly. immigrants. Exactly. That's why I am against immigration. Like, I'll, I'll say... I'll, I'll expand it to something very, very controversial. The Liberal government are at fault. No, I said it. No, I said it. No. 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 <laughs> I'm saying no. No one's no, disagreeing. No, no. He's, he's winning me over. Jordan, I said it. No. No. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a fancy argument. It just has to be right. Mm. <laughs> Look, there's not. this isn't like controversial stuff we're saying here. It's like common no, sense. I mean, it is controversial. It is controversial. Because this is what happens. You talk to any economist, economist student... And they'll just point to a chart that goes, look, every time there's an immigration influx, the growth money. goes up. Yeah, so but as Ali points out, it's, it's so not sustainable no. growth. It's just a short sugar spurt. The same thing as, yeah, it's like tax cuts. Like it goes beep up for a second and then fucking falls. Yeah. Yeah. How the fuck is and that And there's good so policy? many other problems. It's just like, did you know that society is a little more complicated than that line? Yeah. There are other factors involved. That line's here. basically bogus. Ignore yeah. the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember it as well. It used to horrify me. And I think that they deliberately did this as part of our politics degree. You might have done it as well, Ali. But they forced us to go in and to a couple of economics, do a couple of economics um, classes. And the things that they were getting taught were horrifying. It was cult worship stuff. It really scares you when you understand politics because this is the problem with all of these specialised degrees like economics and engineering um, they're specialised. They look at the world through one paradigm. The interesting thing about politics is it's where all of those interests and all of those concerns meet. So you have a bit of a perspective from everything. It's not as cut and dry as well, immigration increases the economy. You know, That's the thing immigration saying, oh, does okay. increase the economy. That is, there is no doubt about that. But but at some point it doesn't, Ali. Well. It depends. If you're if you're not facing a skill shortage and you're just getting immigration, then it doesn't. Well, it's also the other thing that they're always saying that, uh, you know, it, it increases it. Look, this is what needs to happen. For an, immigra- for an immigrant to be worth their salt, they have to pay at least $500,000 in taxes over their lifetime. So if you import a skilled migrant at 50, you're fucked. They're never going to pay yeah, that but, back. Yeah, but... They they they're not uh, they're not so just to be fair the, they're not actually getting people age fifty, uh, the but the cutoff is in, forty. The cutoff is forty. That's fine. That's Only still in 20 ex- years exceptional of work. circumstances can you go from forty 
to 50. And then from 50 to 60, if you're between 50 to 60, then you have to be like an, an extreme nuclear scientist that is the best in the world to be able to come here. The other thing that they also do, again, but to be... Also, like, if you're doing that, don't, doesn't uh, their family have an easy inroad to coming with them as well? Yeah, the, the whole family. you have to support an entire family... And that means that each one of those family members also has to contribute $500,000 to the economy. But, Jordan, they eventually will. It depends on... Sorry, the, not the economy. I'm talking about the treasury, yeah, not yeah, the economy. Yeah, We're uh, talking about infrastructure needs here. They, they right. eventually will. And because what ha these people that would come in Everyone's uh, based on skilled migration visas... Panthera, apparently. No, no, but but the, so these the, the people that are uh, that they're attracting on skilled migration, they're going to come here and do decent paying jobs, which means that they will pay for... Uh, they'll pay their taxes eventually. It's not that they're all scrounging. It, that's not even the problem. The problem for me is well, more it is of the a sort. big problem, Ali, because it's also that the Liberals routinely underspend in infrastructure. Even when they put out that, their yeah. ever-shortening budgets on infrastructure, they don't even spend the money that they allot to infrastructure. They just sit on their ass thinking like, eh, wait for a pork barrel in the election. They spend it on stupid infrastructure as well. Mm. If you have a well-intentioned government like in Victoria... They cannot, they do not have the money and they don't have the time capacity as well to build the schools necessary, let alone the upkeep that goes along with these schools. They can't even build the schools quick enough for the immigration influxes going into Victoria. Yeah. But no, it's a really. huge strain right, on infrastructure. Right, right. To address that issue, the government has, and this is not a new thing. Oh, actually, it is somewhat a new thing. But the way they do it is that if you come here on a permanent residency visa and you're a skilled migrant, then you have to spend a certain amount of time, maybe I think two to three years, in what the government would classify as a regional area. So I know about New South Wales. Uh, your regional area would basically begin right after Hunter Valley. And so if you want a permanent residency, then you have to go live in these areas for like a year or two, whatever the requirement is to get your points. But unfortunately, what ends up happening is that they go to those areas, they try to spend those one or two years, and as soon as the requirement's over, they, they would go back to right back to Sydney and Melbourne. And it's not even their fault because that's where most of the big job opportunities are. Mm. So you've got to really somehow attract, this is the this is one way that migration and this extra 160,000 people would work wonders. If we can somehow ensure, uh, not that like, they by, that areas. they go to regional and they actually end up living in regional and not by like forcing people to stay there. But, but, but see, this is, I would agree with it, but this country is not authoritarian enough. If they just said you're living in orange for the rest of your life, I'd be like, sick, go for yeah, it. Yeah, but you but need to don't. you need to give them like some seriously intense incentives. They do that with doctors, for instance. So, uh, if you're a doctor in Sydney, then let's say you're a, a, an overseas doctor that moves to Australia. You're a highly skilled person. If you work in Sydney, it would be considered uh, uh, zone one. And you would, let's say you earn about, uh, as a doctor, $200,000 a year. If you go to zone zone two, which would be regional areas, you would earn $300,000. And if you go to zone four, which would be rural area, it would go up to $400,000, $500,000. And so that is a huge incentive for a lot of money-hungry doctors <laughs> to... I know I know this doctor who lives in, in Hay, which is in New South Wales, just before Outback. He earns a shitload of money. And the government incentivizes him to be a doctor over there, which is a really good thing because people over there really need doctors. So if you have some it kind of... It's so much cheaper to just say, no, you live in Hay. 
Here's 50 But you can't, but we're not, we're not China. We can't force people to do shit. I know, shit. and it tears me up inside. <laughs> it really does. Pantera, it's just Pantera, so Pantera. inefficient. It's yeah. the wrong way to do it. But we can, we can do it the other way. You just need to have a really good incentive program for it. It can work. See, even with the incentive program of you can earn $500,000 a year if you live in Hay, they go, okay, I'll do that for two years, and then I'll retire. What the hell? Yeah. No. How does anyone not see the inherent problems with this? You, well, you've got to, because Hay is middle of fucking nowhere with nothing going on. You've got to make Hay somewhat hey, interesting. Yeah, well, dude, look, the slogan changed. It's still better than where they came the from. The slogan should say, Hey presto, welcome. It's done. No, hey pesto. That hey works. pesto. That works. As Change well. the name to Donna Hay. Donna Hay. You'd increase the twenty percent, <laughs> I reckon. Yeah. Certified tasteless country in rural New South Wales. Hey, now certified, officially certified by Donna Hay. <laughs> by the, uh, they're actually playing shot games. We say Panthera, they do nationals, shots. The Nationals are purposely killing regional Australia, so there's no reason for immigration. There is definitely a reason for immigration because e- even, let's say, let's say there's no skill shortage, you're going to move eventually. All Most of the first world countries are going to move to a position where a lot of the really menial jobs are not going to be done by Australians, which actually is another issue that we're going to face in the future where we might become something like Dubai, where the base level jobs are done completely by immigrants and people of color. And then you've got a, a new uh, class of people, which is Australians, including uh, ethnic Australians, that are going to be in a privileged position, which also seems rather dystopic and scary. I went to like, um, I went to Newcastle. I went to Newcastle and they were doing this huge event of Christmas, uh, Christmas, well, it was like Carol's. Carol's Fucking Christmas. Yeah, Carol by candlelight or whatever. Jordan, there were so... I've never seen so many people in one position, even though I live in Sydney. There were... Everyone from all the surrounding areas had come to this massive event. It was filled. And because it was in Newcastle, it was all white people, which is fine because that's who lives there. But then the only sort of brown people aside from me that were working over there were people picking up trash and they were all brown. And that's just horrible optics. I, I felt weird about that situation. What? What are you talking about? Well, it clearly is, I don't know, just the fact that like only, uh, only like immigrants are going to do like the jobs that Australians don't want. So it just, but that's I don't know. The immigration story. My parents, when they came here, they did the jobs that Australians I suppose you're right. I suppose you're right. Chickens all day. But I have like, <laughs> who wants to do that? I understand that, but I have this weird thing. <laughs> the other because you're an immigrant. Look, he wants it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other thing that I'm like, and this is beside the good luck in another life. <laughs> yeah. Go on. I hate oh. the uh, the other thing that I hate, which is not an immigration <laughs> point point, but like I hate the optics of whenever you go to like some kind of a restaurant or something of that sort, or like an event. The only people that are wearing masks are the people that are serving you. And then everyone else is not doing it. I feel there should be a rule that if hospitality staff is wearing a mask, then everyone's wearing a mask. That's just bad policy. It doesn't make sense. How are you supposed to eat with a mask? I don't, well, I don't, I don't know, but I just don't, you can eat when you're eating, you can take off your mask, but there shouldn't be two rules. Hospitality staff 
if they're wearing masks in extreme heat and everything, then the people coming into the malls or whatever have to also wear masks. Yeah, but that's just bad. That's just bad. They uh, do have to when they go into the mall. Well, right now, but they're going to soon change that. It's just bad policy. You know, at the pub, you have to have a mask on when you come through the door and then you take it off. Ooh, yeah, COVID was in that three centimeter fucking you know, space. It's just dumb. You're listening to 2GB with Mishlove Bellas. I mean, look, if, if, that's not, if, if that's not fucking, I shouldn't swear. If that's not <laughs> bloody ludicrous, then look, colour me tickled pink. You know? And frankly, anyone that does that think it, thinks it isn't should drop yeah, off. They need to get their head examined. Bloody oath. Look, I don't really... Yeah, I, cares, I, look, that's fine. I Honestly, that's... They, 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 those are jobs that suck. I'm sure that there's probably some logic behind it. Mm. Well, it would be definitely. Look, because the thing is, if you are in that environment constantly working, you're going to be the one that's spreading it because you have a crap job. And so you are constantly serving other people. So you're the one that's in the thick of it. So it's just, it's an unfortunate scenario. Is that how you think, Miss Love, as well? What, what was it? That... It makes that's why it is there, Jordan. You're right in the sense that like hospitality staff are most exposed to COVID, so it makes sense that they would yeah. have to wear masks as sure. opposed to the patrons. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I it's it's just no, no, no. I suppose it's I, an emotional response uh, from my end. Look, I th- where the hell did he go? Uh, he's taking th- a shit. I, I think. think that uh, I think that um, look. <clears throat> the po- don't get me started on the ma- on the fucking COVID thing, but I mean, like, the, I think the mask situation is like what they're doing now is dumb. I think you, you do all or nothing. What this meandering in between, you know, either no masks, no mask mandate, or you enforce it. Not right now, which which is right now, it's just in the middle. It's just like no one even knows. It's just this weird middle grounds. It's it's really and and you know, there's people that fucking forge their medical. Uh, their medical vaccination certificate. Yeah, so apparently that's a huge uh, so there's, black market. So now. there's forgeries. I mean, like it's it's in that regards, if they're trying to be actually legitimate about it, it's it's a complete failure. So it's like you're both right. There's no. It's just it's the it's just the it's just the approach they're taking. I think it's, the it's, it's all or nothing. I think from like looking at the comments, people seem to be in agreement with Jordan. What saying what? Both of that stuff. First, that if you're an immigrant, it's obvious that you're going to do shit jobs initially. That's what all immigrants kind of do. Yeah. That's and I and Jordan is right. That's what like his his, his well, yeah. Like start at the bottom. What are you talking about? You just come out of Sri Lanka and you're going to be the CEO of Lindley's. <laughs> Not happening. Oh, no, Kennards. Well, that might actually happen. <laughs> That's because the the CEO's one day standing around is like. The fuck am I doing with my life? I'm out of here. And it's just a seat, and some guys just like, yeah. The janitor sits there, and like, well, I guess he's the boss. Yeah. Well, do like, we have an election or anything? <laughs> well, probably, <laughs> because everyone's too much of a yes man. They just don't question yeah. it. And then when he finishes, he just sleeps in one of the storage facilities. Yeah, under his desk, like George Costanza. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, moving on from that segment, here's a little uh, international segment, something that's happening across the pond, which Australia is looking at and may as well also engage in this. New Zealand has put a ban on cigarettes for all future generations. So if you're born after the year 2008, 
then it is illegal for you to purchase cigarettes and they're eventually going to make it illegal for everyone. Talk about a dictatorship. Now, the, 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 and Australia is looking into that. Interest, uh, absolutely. What do you guys think about that? Because the problem is, and I've noticed this in Australia too, as the prices of cigarettes go up, people don't stop smoking it. No. There's a huge black market for illegal cigarettes. So There's a huge black market for illegal cigarettes, but it does create a lot of tax revenue. I'm really pro drugs being legalized and heavily, heavily taxed. Well, right th- on, man. That's that's <laughs> the thing. Like, it, it's not a right on move. It's uh, this is the the one thing that you have to convince people because just because you're advocating for legalized or decriminalization of all drugs doesn't mean you're some dreaded up guy that's no, like right on. It's just better policy. Yeah. It's it's the best way to address these issues. Like mm. every country that has done this, some countries have even legalized heroin. Their Shout heroin, out, uh, northern Scandinavia, whatever, Portugal and shit. But like their Portugal, their uh, so drug, weird. their drug. In- How about you make killing bulls as like a public arena display that's, illegal? That's Spain. I think they do it as well, don't they? I don't think so. I think it's more Spain. Let us know in the comments. Yeah, let us know. I think it's are Portugal and Spain different countries? They barely are. When I was right, when I was cycling through Spain, literally, we were just like, oh shit! All right, what part of Spain are we in now? And it literally was like, fuck, dude, we're in Portugal. That literally (laughs) happened. There was some shitty banner being like, welcome, and we're like, that can't be the fucking thing. (laughs) But. It can't be the fucking entry <laughs> gate. No checking of ID, just haystacks. Like, Hello. <laughs> Home of the famous Oporto chicken. <laughs> Oportos. Um, How did you own most of the world at one point? <laughs> Can you at least afford a sign? It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. <laughs> uh, but I don't want to get off too off topic. But cigarettes aren't weed, or right? No, well, now they're putting cigarettes into the category of weed. Just because, like, weed's illegal in Australia, but does it actually stop people from smoking no. weed? No, but you're asking... And the thing with cigarettes is it's already working. Don't try to fuck up something that's already working. The rates of cigarette smoking are already mm. going down. So what do you think they should do? Is it bad? I don't think they should do anything. They shouldn't right. ban it. Right, I don't think they should they ban They should just it, keep their trajectory because going the as... If they ban it, it'll go underground. They can't tax it. Exactly. Right? Yeah, and yeah. then you've got, like, a huge illegal market yeah. and people and plus, getting killed over shit. And plus, if you make something illegal... It's cool. Kids are going to smoke way more in New Zealand now because they're just like, oh, man, do you want a fucking cigarette? So, oh, sick, yeah. Mm. There's all of those. But you know what else? I remember this so vividly. When I was in Lithgow, Ew. I was going to Coles and then there Ew. was the usual ragamuffins hanging out the front with the I, – I assume it's a bus stop, but I've never seen a bus in Lithgow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they were sitting there and then – one of them goes, Charlene was offering me saying, oh, you're going to fucking die because your lung is smoking, like fucking smoke like a fish. One day you're going to be in fucking hospital and I'm going to have to pay for it with my taxes. And I said, listen here, cunt. I pay fucking 30 bucks tax off of every packet that I make. It'll be my fucking tax dollars paying for my lungs. <laughs> yeah. If I want to fucking smoke, I'll smoke. And I was just like, finally, someone's talking yeah. sense. <laughs> you tell Charlene that. Finally. The amount. Finally, someone's. Yeah, that's so true. That's so funny. <laughs> the amount of tax that you pay on cigarettes right now, and it's projected to keep growing to the point where you'd be paying 300% tax. 
and 100% of the actual cost. Yeah, and I just don't understand. It was where the Pauline Hanson cartoon really lost me. I could take them painting Anthony Albanese as a rat, but as soon as they started shitting on the idea that you're not heavily taxing cigarettes and alcohol and being like, can you believe it? It should be like two bucks like it is in the US. No, it should not. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, nah, he's disagree right. It shouldn't about be two dollars. I'm disagree. Alcohol should be cheap because well, that's your yeah, choice that of drug. You. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, we get. Yeah, that. but you just got free wine. Why do you care? No, I don't. But it's like alcohol. It's because the thing is, I, look, I won't start on that. But I think alcohol is not. I think they over exaggerate how it's like one drop and you'll be in alco. It's like no, nah, no. Nah, nah, but it's nah. Mister, do you know apparently? Australia consumes the most amount of alcohol per capita. Like, according to estimates, we are a country of alcohol. Well, let's just up the ante. Come on. It's not stopping us. Everything but alcohol. That's the policy. Actually, on that point, here's another one. Um, there's this UFC fighter, this, uh, this Westy boy born in Sydney who's making waves, and he's getting oh, really so famous. Good. Can you find his name? Yeah, yeah, I've got him right here. His name's uh, Ty... Tai Tuivasa. Tai Tuivasa. Uh, he's an Aboriginal fighter and he's famous because every time he wins a fight, he finishes by doing a shoey and it's a rave all over the world now. King. So King. Everyone, every international, particularly in the US, they're all like, shoey, shoey, shoey. So good. It's so bizarre. Only, as I was tell, talking to Ali about this, only Australians could make something like that's drink, a very fucked image drinking out of a shoe a like national pastime that's accepted and i for one i'm all for it like even the english are like that's a bit rough i love that it's, a, like, it's, yeah, it's so good my only issue with that is that's a brand new shoe wimp it's gonna be, it should be his dirty filter. training shoes no I it was it. actually his mate shoe in this fight, oh, I saw so, it. No, it was it was dirty. It's still too new for me. It's UFC. It's used got, once. Uh, it's not enough for you. No, it has to be dirty tennis shoes. Dude, I saw I saw uh, like Mac DeMarco play a show, and they're like shoey, and then like someone gave him a shoe, and he did it, and he was just like, "Hmm, you've been going to the, you've been at the beach lately, Sandy, nice and sandy, oh, lukewarm." See now, that's a fighter. <laughs> But then again, isn't he the guy that just went up on a rig, pulled yeah. his pants down, put a ping pong up his anus and shot it out? He's got more control <laughs> than that Bronson character. The Bronson, close. It, he, he overplaying, he just put on, it's a beautiful day. Don't let it get away. You two, he covered that and shoved a drumstick up his ass. Control. <laughs> How funny is I don't is like it? the fact that he would have enjoyed it though. Yeah. How funny is this? That. The American commentators during the when he was when the fighter was doing a shoey, this was their quotes. There's the shoe, said one of them, who I will name Bob. I've never seen so many people cheer for a man to drink beer out of a shoe. It's the shoey. And they want the shoey. They love the shoey out here. Fuck yes, <laughs> dude. That makes me so proud. It really does. That sums up Australia perfectly. It's like, ah, fuck off. Just enjoy it. You know, have, have a bit of fun. How yep. did this even develop? This nasty tradition. It's, it's, only, it's, it's, it's pretty recent. It's pretty recent. It's like, I'd say it's only like 10 years old. Yeah, it's Gen Y's proudest contribution. Yeah, that's Gen and Y. And only. It wasn't our generation. If in, in, in high school, if someone's like, drink out of a shoe, we'd be like, well, actually, bad example. We'd be like, fuck yeah, we'd be into it. But I still feel like it was like a little on the nose back then. And now, sky's the limit. You know? It wasn't Gen Z that came up with it, surely. They didn't come up with anything. They're too scared. I don't know the gens. We didn't do it. 
No, we did. Of was course. it Frenchie that coined it? No. It Where did the shoey start? It wasn't a single person. It was just, it was a phenomenon that sort of, you know, started. Surely he popularized it. Lots of people did. Them. Uh, Bill Shorten popularized it as well. June Rats. He did a shoey. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, who else? Are like you just, just stealing bands? that as a joke from my stand-up show? No, he did do a shoey. I don't think he did. I think I, I said if he did a shoey, yeah, he would have won the election. I don't think he and did. I think he would, yeah. This oh, clearly proves yeah, he yeah, would. Yeah, no, he didn't do a shoey. Yeah, I, I think I was getting in from your stand-up. I thought he did do a shoey. You, you were chucking at me and What about that picture reality? of him doing the shoey? That's, That's what's known as Photoshop. Yeah, Photoshop. Oh, shit. Charlie's just like writing down like, photo. That's Shut incredible. Uh, Ali thinks that when he's coming to my show, it's a pure <laughs> lecture. <laughs> Every image that comes up. A picture of Sophie Monk as a monkey. Oh, I didn't know she was a primate. <laughs> <laughs> You're a funny girl, mate. Uh. Okay, all right. Well, the so the shoey... I love it. That's amazing. I we we spoke about this. Do you want to talk about? Because I was going to talk about Greg Jericho's housing affordability thing and and get your take on housing prices and why you think they're skyrocketing and shit. But I think we've already covered that. I in feel the like we covered that pretty thoroughly. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. An hour. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to check that, let's go back. If you want to listen to that, how much do you like PCP cladding? <laughs> um, no, well, didn't you want to talk about June Miss? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, in the comments, who's seen it? Thoughts? Ali hasn't seen it. He's never heard of it before. Isn't this? Which is see, this is why we should have closed the door on immigrants. <laughs> this man, this man, I said to him, have you seen June? And his response was, no. Have you seen the new Adam Sandler film? No, David Spade. Worse, that's much worse. If you haven't. Jordan was saying you should check out June, which actually I thought he was saying June as in the month. And I Googled it and it was actually a Bollywood movie. And when Jordan got offended, he's like, you have no respect for white culture. <laughs> you don't. Yeah. You really spat that in really, our face there. That really it's sp- really just like me going into uh. your country with just a shirt that says fuck Allah on it, you know? Like it's really, it's really on <laughs> the Pantera, nose Pantera, to sit there Pantera. and type ah, when okay. you say Dune, June the month. And how immigrant is this? A Bollywood movie comes up and then Ali says to me, this doesn't look that good, man. Yeah. It sums up both of your relationships, like miscommunication, fire back with another miscommunication, with another miscommunication. But it also sums up when cultures clash. Yeah. It also sums up Ali perfectly when, you know, he's trying to type in one of the biggest books in Western literature. (laughs) Leads him to a Bollywood movie. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I can try if I, but, but it, oh, it's so good. Anyway, and then my argument, Jordan was really disappointed, obviously, but I said, okay, you might have seen June, but have you seen the wrong Missy starring David Spade? I hate that image. There's this round the block lineup to go into one cinema and then, and then Ali walking there being like, oh man. I knew David Spade was popular, but not this popular. And then going straight up to the ticketer and going right this way, sir. And he just goes, I, I can't believe it. What are they all going to see? What is, what's the problem? This is clearly the main attraction. Uh, a side character from a not that popular sitcom from the 90s. <laughs> just shoot me. That's yeah, just thing. shoot me. That's right. And look, to all credit, 
in any other context, that would be the must-see movie of the month. It's yeah. just unfortunate, like David Spade's entire career, yeah. that he's been overshadowed by something a lot to do with his height. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised. I don't know. Like, I love the man. I really do. Really? But I'm just saying he's a little less prolific than possibly the greatest book ever written in the English language. <laughs> All right, the new okay. June is good. It's a slow burn, according to real Rukshan only fans. Yeah, it's real. You guys are The audience are weird. That's creative. No one has ever wanted a real Rukshan OnlyFans. I do. I would make a video saying I looked at real Rukshan's OnlyFans so you don't have to. I want to get back into my OnlyFans. Can you find my password? No, because I never knew it in the first place. And it's your life. Why don't you know your password? And also, you're asking one of the busiest people, can you go look Just up drop, my password? Come on, <laughs> drop everything for me. Come on. But miss, so you've are you gonna you've started this, so you've got to give us a full review of June. Oh, dude, look, there's not much to And if you're gonna do saying about it, they're saying New June is good snowblown, and everyone else is saying no, 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 yes. I mean no. Come on, give us some more. I've got nothing to say other than I've listened to the soundtrack. Well, you haven't seen the movie. Yes, but I've listened to the soundtrack on repeat for like four, three days now. So I love the soundtrack. Great cinematography. It's exactly what you expect. It's that same French-Canadian guy. So he's like, okay, we are going to blow every cent of the budget on building models of the uh, sets. Um, and we're going to spend about... 45 minutes on the screen. Uh, maybe you should spend a little bit longer than an hour on the script. You're yeah. right. Maybe half an hour. It's you, not enough. Uh, I don't have time for this. I'm taking the entire production team to Iran. Okay? Yeah, exactly. Let's all get sashimi every day for catering. Yeah, I mean, you can afford it, but don't you think you should spend a bit more on the script? You think the sashimi is more important? Does this answer your question? And then he just presses on Hans Zimmer's. <laughs> yeah, <mic> exactly. <laughs> And it does, frankly. I mean, I think we could have Who shot needs it. needs words? I think we could have, each Probably of us. Probably more words in Charlie Chaplin's silent film. <laughs> I th definitely. I think we could have shot it on an iPhone and made it look just as good. I, I think he needs to spend a little bit more time on uh, drama arc. I loved it. I think it was mad. And I love Blade Runner too. But like, it's like, I don't know if I'm watching uh, a blockbuster movie or um, like my grandma's show reel from her trip to Slovenia. They're both With as a epic. bit of soundtrack. Yeah. Yegeding, mm. yegeding, yegeding. Like, don't get me wrong, I loved it, but it's just like a little, put it this way, the soundtrack was so good that it's like, I don't care that it's just still shots of, of the desert. It is still amazing. I, I loved it. Well, what's your take, Jordan? Uh, I thought that it was a good attempt. In fact, it was a great film. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. I was really out of it and extremely tired for it. You ready for this, guys? Get ready for your next shot. Tony Robbins' date with destiny. Only $5,000 per person. And <laughs> your life is so funny. Uh, as much as a car. <laughs> a good <laughs> more car. More than my car. Double mine. More than yeah, double more mine. Than your Gets me further in life. Foy, uh, fair. Uh, but look, I just think that it truly is a cursed film. You cannot... Yeah, we should tell In two Ali. hours, unpack the epicness of Dune. It's such an incredible, huge idea. I'm too stupid to understand the sequel because I was reading it thinking, why is he fucking his sister? 
and and now he's blind. Yeah, and that's yeah. all I got out of the question second one. But be, I think that's on me. Why wasn't he fucking his sister in the first one? Dang. Good question from the immigrant that thought it was June. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, he was asking the question no one else dared ask. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's I why I like think, Game of Thrones. Yeah, well, this is what I'm <laughs> it saying. It is Game man. of Thrones. It is Game it's of Thrones. It's the original Game of Thrones, and it's the original Star Wars. Star Wars stole the script. The original everything. Yeah, Star Wars like literally just stole it. The, the other question that I had was, is it is it and like the Muppets. fact that you guys are really into this book, or do you think it's like The Simpsons where every Australian is actually into no, the book? It's not, like it's the not the even Simpsons. every Australian is into it's this. It's cult. It's a cult thing. I, I don't know if it's it's no. so hard to say that it's cult. It's literature. Let's put it like that. So it's kind of the same as Great Expectations. Not everyone's read it. Everyone's heard of it. I yes, ha- Jordan's read the book, by the way. Everyone's asking. He has read it. I haven't. I just carried it around in high school for a while because I'm like, some people said this is cool, but it's so thick that I'm like, not a chance. Okay, so you're going to say that it is as famous, this book is as famous as Great Expectations or Old Man in the Sea? Yeah, um, probably. Barely know about old men. Yeah, I don't know what that one is. I don't know either of them, to be honest. (laughs) You really have to stop living simultaneously in India and the 19th century. (laughs) You have to... You have to know books that were written in the 70s, yeah. Ali, at least. Moby Dick. Move up to that. I would say Moby Dick is a little more famous, but Dune is down. Th- and yeah. I think Dune actually might be more seminal to all works that happened after it. Because it was kind of, look, there was Isaac Isimov's or whatever his name is, uh, his works that kind of really rebooted the whole science fiction genre. But Dune turned it into an art. Dune is about human nature yeah. and power. It is it's an also- incredible breakdown of it. And I really like, so there's just things, for instance, like it's the future, there's an empire, there's an emperor, and there's great houses. And so it's, and he's kind of right in that even if you went 10,000 years in the future, 50,000, 100,000, I think humans would probably still organize themselves under some form of futuristic feudal system like they're having currently. Mm. It's just the natural order of events. In terms of in the future, he's, he's also created all of these boundaries in the uh, science fiction universe such as they can't have robots because it's just a cheap way out because it's a literal ex machina divisive. And uh, the robots came in and shaved the yeah. day. You know? mm. He's trying to make a really deep point about human nature here. So he's trying to make it as human as possible. Even the fact that they have shields that kind of make shooting almost impossible. So everybody's fighting with swords. He's trying to get it back to, while making it in the future, as close to humanity as possible, yeah? And there's deep, deep questions that are asked in that book. Really deep questions, and I need to read them. I need to read it again because it was a long time ago that I did. But I how big is the book? Like, should I read the book or should I watch the movie? Like this, you should read the book. Uh, Look, science fiction isn't my genre, and that is a pretty big dude. It's a classic. I haven't even come on. You cannot say science fiction is not your genre. You are. You're all about science fiction. You love it. Yeah, you're right. It's kind of. Yeah, look, I I'm very keen to read it because the book, uh, sorry, the the movie to me because you know it essentially is just a photo album. The movie, let's be honest, uh, I wouldn't mind some dialogue. And so. in fact, it was also one of my editors that was saying this, and I think she was right. 
she had such a good point about making a movie out of it. Only a truly insane man could do June justice, which was that Telling guy. Telling the story about the guy who was like, it is me, I need to do it. I can't remember his name. Every hipster in the comments is going to go mad about this, but he was the guy that created that magic mountain or whatever it was called. And he was just this insane man that was so focused on making a film. It's the the way that that film is described, and it was perfect. They just put a critic there on the front of the DVD that says that this film is beyond critique. And it truly is. You watch it and it's so insane that you think it was something. Mm. And that's all you can say about it. <laughs> that is the only way that you can do Dune justice because of how seminal the book is. So you have to make something that is loosely based off it, I suppose, but just so much bigger than what the book is. You can't really ever do it justice otherwise. By the but way. But that's actually a problem with everyone that reads the book before watching the movie. Yeah. It can never be as good as the book. Yeah. Because the reason that there's a movie being made on the book is because the book was so good that people are wanting to make a movie on it. Correct me if I'm wrong though. I think people think that the Lord of the Rings trilogy did the books justice. But I think those movies, the movies, the books were precursor to the movies. Like, I don't know, like, June wasn't intended to be made into a feature film. It's kind of like The Great Gatsby. They made a movie out of it, but it wasn't intended to be made. But with a lot of these Harry Potters and Lord of the Rings, sometimes, like, or Game of Thrones, they're writing the book so that they can make a movie for it. They definitely sure. weren't doing that with Lord of the Rings. Well, okay. Well, I'm just least saying Lord of the Rings is... I don't know. Look, all I can say about it is I read the first book and I thought... It's a big deal. And yeah, I kind of stopped. June does not do that. Yeah. June awakens something within you. It makes you question a well, lot of also, things. Well, there's also a lot of like allegories and metaphors for re for, for the real world. And, you know, even the, 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 the sort of relationship of the West and the Middle East since, I don't know, the 30s, no, 40s, 50s and onwards, you know, spice is kind of the metaphor for oil to a degree. Yeah. Um, you know, like it, it, it is set. It is. It feels like it feels real. It's set. It's set. It, it sort of reflects a reality. So you know, June is basically the Middle East. What I will say, and I hate this word, but I think that the film got the vibe right. Definitely. Which is that the book has this undertone of bleak horror, but a dim feeling of something shifting and there's a brighter future that's possible um and, it, and it's reflected in all of it i think something that i was talking with neil about was that in the book there's this real focus on not just religion but also religion but a bunch of I suppose meta narratives of humanity that kind of congeal people under one banner. Mm. And it doesn't matter how far into the future you go, because what happens is because they don't have robots. Uh, for instance, there's a sect of people that have trained themselves to be supercomputers in Except, their own brain. So they yeah, to be can remember in a major field. amounts of data. Yeah. yeah. And there is the Bene Gesserit, which is just a, you know, the Jedi's are a cheap rip off of them, I guess. Yeah. And, I totally. But they teach humans to have these semi-psychic abilities. And 
what's interesting about that book, I think, is that it kind of just shows that no matter how advanced human beings get, no matter how much forced evolution there is, no matter how high the ideas become, no matter how advanced humans become, there's always going to be this yearning for a prophecy. There's always going to be a yearning for, mm. uh, you know, banding together over something, over yeah. a cause. Yes. Mm. And the question that becomes more prominent, I hear, in the books after that is that, okay, these ideals get superseded by other ideals and they might start out with very noble intentions, but after a while just purely because of, I suppose, the interpretation down. Really what happens, I guess, is what I'm saying is that uh, it's really interesting because the, the fundamentalists in that book keep getting more advanced and they become even more fundamentalist. So they become more advanced, but they also become more set in their beliefs. I'm right. saying and that's just one aspect of this yeah, book, yeah. you know, one like, aspect. And then all yeah, they yeah. showed was just like, okay, so the book is Dune. I haven't really read the book. I just, uh, it's, it's about Dunes, no? Okay, we're going to Iran. And that is one element of it. But that's it. It's just every, if you're going to make a film, you're probably going to have to make 10 films or the most insane man on earth. You're just going to have to pick a homeless man on the street and be like, you, you're the director. You're making June and it'll probably be way better. Yeah. Because they really went for, you know, because I, I was going to say, it's like, don't forget magic, lots of magic. Like, yeah. they throw, there's a lot of that. So, like, obviously, whatever his name is, I mean, it's his style. He went for the mystical, rough beauty of it and the sort of... Uh, the imagery side of it, you know what I mean? Like the imagery and the incredible landscapes and the incredible sets, which were all real. They filmed in Iran and, uh, what was it? Jordan or some shit? I don't know. But, uh, and Norway. Like, he nailed that, but like, you know. The narrative was weak. Yeah. It wasn't a narrative. It, it's, it wasn't weak. It was just like, I don't know. Maybe it was weak. I think like, it's too, I mean, it wasn't, keep in mind, this was part one. And also to be fair to the director. And I think I am being very fair to him. I think he did a brilliant job. I think he did a great job, but, like, but no it one is, can nail it. This is something that everybody has to just bear with, with the book. The first half is extremely slow. Yeah, right. But that is necessary because it builds up onto the well, second you know, half. And then you just, you well, just like, this sucks, this sucks. This sucks. Oh shit. Oh shit. Yeah. You know what it is? June is the equivalent of having weed cookies. Oh, shit. You know? Nothing happens for an hour, and then all of a sudden hell. it just compounds. Yeah, yeah, Boom. Well, if that's the case, because I haven't read the book, if that's the case, then considering there's two, I'm preempting he might have made the best movie of all time. It could be up there. So you're saying... The best movie of all time is nothing to the book. But imagine That's if, what I'm saying. But it's imagine, such but you a haven't cursed film. You haven't seen the second half. Imagine if we saw it and you're like, it's as good as the book. Imagine that. I could imagine it. I can't. Well, I haven't I, read I, it. I just I know it, so where it's going. It'll just be right. more pan shots of cities. Yeah, more of that and just like, it's a sand dune. 
And a lot more of that guy that is indistinguishable from Callum Foote from Michael West. Stand <laughs> up in his Shout hand. out Callum Foote. He's a legend. He's a legend. And dude, go for Hollywood. You're a handsome young man. You should go for it. He basically that, was. That it. role was rightfully yours. It was. It, it was really stolen. Was. I was yeah. watching Junior. I'm like, why the fuck is Michael West's editor in Hollywood? But, yeah. you know. Incredible. I'll say that as well. Brilliantly cast. That man yeah. is very intriguing to look he's at. He's a fucking good actor. You gotta see it. He's a, it. he's a really good actor. I thought he was perfect. Really good seen. actor and a very unique look. He should do modeling. He'd be well. He's no need, mate. He should, he's modeling uh for a rich kid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyways, that was our show for tonight. Thank you for joining us. We will see you well, next we week. Just, what did people think about it in Twitch, just quickly. What do people think about the movie? I want to know. I also think the soul soundtrack is amazing due to Trent Razor and Atticus Jones. Uh, fucking Miss Love, stop doing that, please. <laughs> Shouldn't have read that out. I'll try the audiobook, I guess. They spend too much time explaining minuscule uh, shit uh, like also, desert don't suits. Don't try the audiobook. For the love of God, I did it when we were going out to the outback and it just put us to sleep every time. <laughs> it starts off the first couple of chapters with a bunch of voice actors that are incredible and sound effects. Yeah. And then obviously they ran out of money. And then <laughs> they just got the sound engineer just being like, where'd everyone go? Okay, I guess I'll just pick it up. Uh, Paul Atreides was some dude. <laughs> and <laughs> More of stop it, miss love, my ears hurt. The scene with the desert mouse was also a great Easter egg for those who've read the books and uh, know the significance. The book looked me. at humans doing what we created computers to do. Uh, Rona in Perth. <laughs> Shot. <laughs> Shot. Shot. Question mark. From Meat Slab 1993. Uh, God Emperor of Dune was the best example of that. Yeah, look, people are just engaging in the conversation. They seem to be... It's not like they're commenting on what you're saying, but they're just, they want to be part of the conversation. I just really want to make this reading homework for everyone. I said the same thing on the Neil and Jordan podcast. Read the book, June. Fuck yeah. You're doing yourself a disservice if you die and you don't. You buy it and for And you me? won't understand humanity if you don't. Can you buy it for me? I, I, you have your own money. You are an adult, but yes, I will. <laughs> yes, because I want to read it. Actually, you know, the just on that topic, the book that you were reading that one, uh, his neighbor gave him. Oh, which, by the way, so go, grab it, go grab it, go grab it. I really want to read that book. So can I get that book when you, wait, you're just, done with just it? Just wait one sec before we finish. One sec. Why? Because you're going to get a nice surprise. Come on, son. We've got all day. I'm stuck at 200 pages. Oh, in. read the fuck up. Show the camera. Pansram, the original Brunson. <laughs> Wait, now it's now with more, more sodomy. Yeah, twenty percent more rape. Uh, there it is, my friend. Yeah, I want to read that book because the, the description was so interesting. That's so this is an extract from his journal. It's yeah, let's let's read that before read we finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's. In my lifetime, I've murdered twenty-one human beings. I've committed thousands of burglaries, robberies, larcenies, arsons, and last but not least, I've committed sodomy on more than a thousand male human beings. For all of these things, I am not the least bit sorry. I have no conscience that does not worry me. I don't believe in man, God, nor the devil. 
I hate the whole damn human race, including myself. I wonder if this guy's read Dune. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he was—he died before it was written, so I doubt it. But I want to really read that book. Well, I just gave it to George, but you two between yourselves. Well, take well can it you, you read it? George? You read it first. No, no, no you read it, and then I've I'll... got other books I need to read. Okay. Read it first because yeah. I really was interested it's, when I saw it at your dude, house. I just, it's a re- I, I mean, I just finished it. It's really—it's worth actually. The read. Man, give me that. You're reading Dune first, then you can read this. No, this I'll is watch the dessert. movie. I've decided. <laughs> I don't want to. Re- People are saying I'm reading June and I'm stuck at page 200. I don't want to be stuck at page 200. Why are you stuck uh, at page 200? That's all, that's no, I understand. Cool. I do. Keep pushing. Well, is it sort of like chapter six on further discussing, describing what spice is? Yeah, there's a lot of that. Pilot Trady's kitchen had 76 eggs on hand. One person stole them and so his hand was cut <laughs> off. Dude, Ali doesn't have to read it. Isn't you just uh, the Quran? No, I watched the movie. Isn't it just what? the Quran? Yeah, it pretty much is, isn't it? Well, I don't think we have to read it. You'll Fuck, read Panthera, it Panthera. Why? I don't know, blasphemous? We're not in Pakistan anymore. Yeah, I mean, Dune is updated Quran. Updated. The Freemen yes. actually are Muslims. They're... A, Mixture of Buddhist and Muslims. Buddhist and Muslims. And they were persecuted, and that's why they went out to these far off planets thousands of years ago, and then they just became these ingrained natives on the planet. It is amazing. I'm I'm chomping at the bit. All right, fine, fine. I'll read it. I'm chomping at the bit. But you buy it first. No, no, I'm doing it. I'm buying both of you books. You Everyone serious? else, go out and get it. Amazing. If you'd like to learn more about June, consult your local library. As well as Pants Ram. Uh. All right. Thank you for joining us tonight. We really appreciate for you sticking through because of the initial tech issues. Hopefully there weren't tech yeah. issues, we but had, we'll we had find out. Also, thanks for the birthday wishes. A couple of people said happy Thanks birthday. for the people that send us the wine and uh, the uh, art. It's um, amazing. We love you all. Legends. Uh, sign up to Patreon if you want more about information about what spices and how it affects your psychic abilities. <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining. We'll see you guys next week. One more time, miss. <laughs> Last one. <laughs> We're not done. Let's also finish the Gregorian chant. Oh, 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 oh,